Welcome to the Zen Stoic Path, where we share a modern take on timeless wisdom to help you develop unshakable inner peace so that you can live a liberated life. I'm your host, Victor Pierantoni, and the co-founder and head liberation coach. Be sure to follow me on social at victor.liberatedlife for daily content. Let's get into the show. Now, the second noble truth is that the root of suffering is attachment. Now, what does that mean? When we talked about this idea of impermanence or the idea of the ego, non-self, what we want to remember is that in discussing these things, the thing that causes us to suffer over them is to attach them, to hold on to them. And typically, we're going to hold on to not necessarily reality itself because we cannot hold on to reality. We cannot grasp it. What we can grasp is the abstraction of reality, our symbol of reality as it exists in our minds and in our memories. So once again, going to the example of impermanence, if we're attached to the idea of somebody being alive and we've woven that person into our identity, in my case, being attached to the idea of having a mother and for her being alive and that this happened to me is going against many principles and laws of nature. One in which is that that's her path The second one was that I was trying to make permanent what was not permanent. And thirdly, I was trying to make it about me. So the attachment to those things, the attachment to the narrative that she died and she shouldn't have died and this happened to me and I'm so unlucky and I'm the victim here is what really caused more suffering than was necessary. And this is the whole idea. The root of suffering is attachment. When we attach to things as when we identify with our egos as though that is our true self, We are creating an attachment then and there, and thus we begin to take everything personally. And when we take things personally, when we attach to things, identities, stories, belief systems, then reality invalidates those in some way or something changes and shifts. Suffering occurs because of the lack of familiarity, because we are in essence, when we attach to things, we're trying to keep them the same. We're trying to keep them in a way that we'll always understand and be able to conceptualize them. But the reality of what that does is it violates the one constant, which is change. Change is the constant of reality. Everything changes. This is fundamental. So the more we try to cling to it, the more we try to hold on to it, the more it slips through our fingers and we experience the suffering from trying to hold on to it. So this noble truth is really about hangups, really about clinging, really about trying to, you know, smother love, the things that that are important to us. So The way that we alleviate this is by practicing letting go, letting go of what was, embracing what is, detaching from what will be. This is how we break free of attachment. Now, one of the things that really helped me with the second noble truth of the root to all suffering being attachment was Marcus Aurelius's five ways that the soul degrades itself. And so the five ways are the following. The first way that the soul degrades itself is to say that to be disgruntled at anything is kind of a secession from nature. So what this essentially means is that when we get upset, when we get overly emotionally stimulated and attached to our story, our narrative about how things should be that are outside of our control, what we're doing is we're actually creating a sensation of separation. This is actually an attachment to the ego, to the individual experience, and identifying ourselves with our symbol of the individual experience being the ego. The reason why this causes suffering is because when we create the sensation of being alone, 
we start to feel disconnected. We start to feel misunderstood by those around us. And we put ourselves into a state of stress where the nervous system is highly activated in a fight or flight mode. And by doing this, we're putting ourselves in the sympathetic nervous system, which is going to cause us a great deal of suffering mentally, emotionally, and even physically if we're in it for enough time. So when we see ourselves as separate from nature, we're creating this disconnection and it will inevitably create suffering in our lives. Now, the second way that the soul degrades itself is when it tries to intend harm upon another. This is an over-obsession with the self, with the ego, and an identification with it as seeing someone else as other, as seeing separate from you or outside of nature, or seeing yourself as separate from nature. So we don't want to get into this place because when we try to harm another person, we are really and truly harming ourselves. When we gossip about somebody, when we attempt to inject venom in our words into the things that we say to that person, or we try to physically harm them, we're really and truly harming ourselves through acts like that. That's why it's one of the ways that the soul degrades itself because it's a reinforcement of the idea that we are somehow separate from nature rather than the remembering that you and someone else and other people are all part of nature. And that is what connects us. We are not separate from it. We're not just cast in here, lost and afraid. We are a part of this thing that is moving. We're one with it, essentially. The third way is to be overpowered by pain or pleasure. Now, this once again comes from attachment. If we are attached to the pleasure that we are trying to get, we are being overpowered by it because of our attachment to outcome, to how things need to be, to feeling good, attaching ourselves to the solution of our insoluble problems that we're trying to pursue. Or if we're attached to pain, maybe we're attached to the righteousness of the pain that we felt maybe in the past. Maybe we're victimizing ourselves. Maybe we're causing ourselves to become martyrs. And this attachment is going to cause us suffering. It's going to cause us to feel disconnected once again. So if we do that, then basically what we're doing is we're allowing every everything and everyone to dictate the quality of our life experience by dictating the quality of our emotions. We are at the whim of the environment if we are being overpowered by pain or pleasure. And this is a form of attachment, which is again at the root of suffering. The fourth way is when the soul puts on a mask or does something artificial or false engages in deception. So this is essentially engaging in the delusion of performance, performing for what we believe the outside world wants us to be rather than trusting in the fact that we are here as we are who we are for a reason, whether we remember why or not we chose to be here in this moment now. And if we adopt that idea what it can do for us is to remind ourselves that we are perfect as we are. We came into this life as the person that we needed to be for whatever reason that is. And we figure that out through going through our lives. Now, why this is important is because if we think about it, there is an attachment to an idea of maybe being accepted by the group or maybe an attachment to wanting to be something else. So we cause suffering because we are attached to this idea of being different, of wishing life were different, rather than embracing what is, rather than embodying the amor fati philosophy of Frederick Nietzsche. And the fifth way that the soul degrades itself is when it acts with impulse, without purpose. It acts without a goal without some kind of intentionality and just allows itself to drift. When we do things mindlessly, when we are in a haze, so to speak, when we're not being present or we're putting ourselves in a state of being that is causing us not to be present, that is causing us to dissociate, 
this is another way that we suffer because we're not here to conceptualize life. We're not here to just expedite the process of life. We're here to live life, whatever that means for you. But when we are living life, it is essentially living present, being in the moment and being able to absorb the life experience. If we're doing things mindlessly, then we allow the outside reality to control us. We allow it to dictate our fate. Now, one idea that connects to this really well is an idea we've talked about in the podcast before from Carl Jung, which is that until we make the unconscious conscious, it will rule our lives and we'll go around calling it fate. So part of having an aim and having a purpose is to uncover what is unconscious within us. Problems that we have not yet processed and that we've buried, emotions that we don't allow ourselves to feel, challenges that we've had in the past, things that we haven't let go of. These all exist in the unconscious mind. And if you don't know what you want at first in terms of a goal or an ambition or a direction in life, one of the first places is to begin to examine yourself. What have I not allowed myself to process? What have I not allowed myself to feel? And go and do that first. That could be a very fruitful aim or purpose is to uncover what you've hidden from yourself in your unconscious mind. And as you uncover that through meditation, through journaling, maybe even getting yourself a coach, seeking therapy, any method that allows you to really uncover and self-reflect can prevent you from wanting to run away from the unpleasant unconscious emotions or things that we've buried. The thing that makes us even compelled or tempted to engage in a life of aimlessness, to engage in this way that the soul degrades itself, is really and truly the exhaustion of ourselves emotionally. When we're emotionally exhausted, it's very tempting for us to go into states of being where we want things to change, where we want things to be different. And so we just say to hell with it and we allow ourselves to drift mindlessly. And that inevitably will cause suffering because there's an attachment to our stuff by virtue of not letting it go, by virtue of not dealing with it and releasing it, we are attached to it. We are holding on to it so tightly because we fear that it might be painful to face. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It is my mission to help as many people as possible to live a liberated life with unshakable inner peace through the content on this podcast. Subscribe to this channel with notifications on to be notified daily whenever we share a new episode.